You've probably heard the saying, there are two sure things in life, death and taxes. Well, both death and taxes bring grief. So maybe there are three sure things in life, death, taxes, and grief. I know you just can't wait to hear the rest of this sermon. In the Gospels, Jesus teaches on death, taxes, and grief. In fact, Jesus is constantly trying to prepare his disciples for his own coming death. And yet, the disciples never seem to fully be able to grasp it. We see this in the conversation right before our gospel lesson. Jesus is letting the disciples know what's coming, what will happen to him, the suffering, the rejection, and even death. Mark tells us that Jesus spoke plainly about this. Maybe it was too plainly, because this conversation made Peter so uncomfortable, he rebuked Jesus. The man that he had just named as the Messiah, the anointed one, he is now reprimanding. It's six days after this heavy conversation that we pick up with our gospel lesson. Jesus takes Peter, James, and John away to the top of a mountain. And there, Jesus is transfigured before them. He became dazzling white, his clothes whiter than anyone on earth could bleach them. Faced with God's glory, Mark focuses in on his clothing on one thing to try to describe this undescribable moment. His clothes became dazzling white, whiter than anyone on earth could bleach them. The truth is, words fell terribly short to paint the full picture of this scene, the miracle of God's glory on display before them. It could not and cannot be fully comprehended, yet it was on display. There just wasn't language to properly capture it. And then to add to this majesty, Elijah and Moses appear talking with Jesus. The splendor continues to grow for Peter, James, and John. They were experiencing the God of generations, the God of these prophets, Moses and Elijah, the ones that they had been raised hearing about, the God of those moments of deliverance and redemption from all of those stories they were told as kids. This was the God present now with them in this moment, the God that had already been working through history. Peter, who never seems to lack for words, even when maybe he should, spoke even while terrified, offering to make a home for them on this mountaintop. 
wanting to hold them there in this wondrous moment. But before Jesus could respond, a cloud descended, engulfing them. And a voice spoke, saying, This is my son, my beloved. Listen to him. Just as quickly as it all started, it ended. And it was time to return to their ministry in the valley. As they began hiking down the mountain, Jesus told them to hold on to it for now. Along with not having the words to describe what they had just experienced, they also still did not yet understand it. Peter wanted to hold them there in that holy moment. And can you blame him? He wanted to stay in the overwhelming presence of God. But they had to return down the mountain. As Jesus had already told them, there was more to come. More ministry, but also suffering and even death. As they walked down the mountain, Jesus took time to remind his most trusted disciples the Son of Man will rise from the dead, reminding them there will be hope even in the coming grief. So remember this moment. Remember this glory you've seen and experienced. Listen to me. And when the time comes, share. Share this story. Share this glory, share this hope, even if you're still struggling for the words. Scripture reminds us we will face troubles. We will experience grief. Everything comes to an end. There is death. Life is heavy. And the truth is, these kind of conversations still make many of us uncomfortable. For death and grief being such sure things in life, we sure don't talk about it much. We often shy away from it, avoid it, numb ourselves to the reality of it. I will confess, sometimes, like Peter, I too try to plant myself on the mountaintop, wanting to solely focus on the beautiful aspects of life, desiring to block my mind and heart from the suffering just below it. But as followers of Christ, we too are called to journey down the mountain. We're called to boldly and compassionately embrace the suffering and death in the world. To be those willing to engage with its realities, because often this is where the ministry happens. Because we have the ultimate reason for hope. 
No, as Christians, we cannot set our home on the mountaintop, avoiding the grief and realities of life. But we can take heart, have courage, continue on following after Jesus, Jesus who already overcame the world. And in doing this, we get to share our ultimate hope with others, with those heavy laden with grief, helping them see the transfigured glory of God. In her novel, Transcendent Kingdom, Yah Jesse writes about a family wrecked by addiction and loss. As the narrator, Gifty, a member of this struggling family, is naming her fears of death and pain, she remembers the scriptures her mother used to read to her and how Psalm 139 always stood out to her. She reflects saying, to this day, it brings tears to my eyes. You are not alone, it says, and that is a comfort. Not to the dying, but to those of us terrified of being left behind. At the end of this service, we will again see the palm branches that our children waved in celebration last Palm Sunday. Except now, the leaves of these palms are dry and shriveled. The branches have lost their vivid green color and turned dull. Our children will carry these now lifeless palms through the sanctuary. And these branches will be burned to make ashes for our Ash Wednesday service. These once healthy palm branches that mark Jesus' triumphant entrance into Jerusalem will turn to ash, reminding us of the unescapable reality of grief and death on this side of heaven reminding us of our humanity. But with this, we have the promise of hope. The truth that we serve a God whose power cannot be fully comprehended or described. We serve a God who is the same God of our ancestors. A God who is even now working out redemption on earth. A God who calls us to join in with that work, bringing hope. A God who calls us down from the mountaintop into the shadowed valleys. A transfigured God who brings meaning out of the death, out of the suffering, out of the grief, making it once again shine even if we can't yet fully comprehend it. Take heart. Even faced with death and grief, we are not 
alone. Surely the darkness shall not cover us. Even as night wraps itself around us, the darkness is not dark to God. The night is as bright as the day. This is our God. Our God who is with us through the celebrations all the way to the ashes and in everything in between. Amen.